Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Chris and Liza. How's it going, ladies? Hey. Howdy. You know, we're halfway to the holidays, and you know what that means. What? Uh, panicking about what you're going to buy people? That's right. Panicking about what you're going to buy me specifically for Christmas this year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I'm getting you a goat. I'm going to get you one of those, like, like, you know, certificates, like a goat in Nepal. Excellent. Well, is we are halfway to the holidays, and that's a great opportunity for Disney to drop the announcements of what they're doing for the holiday season this year. Uh, and uh, there's all sorts of news for both Walt Disney World, the Cruise Line, and California. So we thought we would hip you guys to what's going on for the holidays. Hip us? Okay. <laughs> is that what the kids say? That is that is not what the kids say oh. at all. All right. Is is well. that what is that what they say in Louisiana? I have, I don't know. I don't think so. I kind of like it actually. You want to hip it? Hip me. All right. Hit me. Okay, oh, like something we'll an old person would say. It, well, it, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why don't Why don't we just let folks know what's going on uh, during yeah, the yeah. holidays, and oh. we'll start over in the Magic Kingdom. Okay, so there's a few things going on in the Magic Kingdom, and they did make an announcement that the Cinderella Castle Dreamlights at the Magic Kingdom will not be returning for 2023. No. Yes, and Stop I'm very it. sad. Yes, I'm sad about that. I am crying as we speak. It's really unfortunate that they made mm-hmm. this decision without consulting us. I agree completely. And but I don't... you know what? The projections are much better. And we no. haven't seen the dream lights in like four years, five years the, anyway. The, so The projections are not better. And that's where it's wrong. And I'm really actually very sad that anyone would think that. The projections are just okay. But the dream lights are magical. I would say that the projections are the best technological advance that Disney has done in the past like seven or eight years. And those dream lights take two months to put up and two months to take down. And there's always a crane in the background of your pictures. I miss the crane. From August through October and then from (laughs) January through March. So good riddance as far as I'm concerned. The point you're missing is the crane is like a warm hug to some of us. We like seeing it. It's like, oh, there's the crane. There's my old friend. Yes. So we don't mind it. We love it. And to some of us, that crane is just one long extended middle finger. Well, that's also valid. That extended finger is not expected to return for the Dreamlights ever again. That's what they're saying. It's sad to me because I actually liked the Dreamlights, but the projections are really nice. But there's got to be a way to do both, and they're going to have to figure that out. So, well, I would just like to say that Disneyland has Dreamlights and it's a superior park. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, so there's also going to be um, a new show, a Frozen-inspired holiday surprise, and it's a castle show. But people apparently like the castle show, so that's that's going to be happening um, in front of the projections. And um, it's called Frozen Holiday Surprise. So if your kids like Frozen or you like Frozen, you can look forward to that. They've also announced Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party dates that are returning. And the, if you've never done the Christmas party, it is really, really fun. I love the Christmas party. So on 25 select nights starting November 9th through December 22nd, um, it's a separate ticketed event. You can get in the park at 4 p.m. And I believe it's until, isn't it until like 1 a.m.? 
or is it midnight? I don't remember. I never stay that long. I thought it was always midnight. I think it's it could be one midnight. out in California for some of their parties. Okay. Because I, I never stay that late. I, I've tried a few times, but ugh, I just can't make it. No. It's just... we, we went to the Pride Night out at Disneyland. We went to the first ever Pride Night in the U.S. It was so fun. We had friends going out there. We were like, what the heck? We're going to join. And... Um, we sat because it was empty like after like 10 o'clock as all as those parties almost always are and we're like we're gonna stay we're gonna ride everything no we were walking out at midnight and so was everybody (laughs) but it was open till one so and by the way if you're thinking of going go it was the most wholesome happy night I think I've ever been in the park so but do go on sorry well it's a Disney event and Disney events are great so the tickets for the very merry Christmas party prices range from like $159 to 199 per person and it's usually the closer that you get to the end of December the higher um, the ticket price becomes but I will say this it is for me, I feel like I, I use that day. If you have a big trip plan, you can use that day and not have a regular park ticket. Use this for your park ticket. Get in it for make a whole day out of it. You get cookies and hot chocolate and tons of entertainment. I mean, you can make a pretty good evening out of it and well, great evening out of it because I love love the Christmas party. I love the parade. I love the fireworks. So I think it's worth it. I love it. What do you guys think? I think if they had the castle lights, it'd be even more worth it. But yes, yeah. they're fantastic. I, the Christmas party is my favorite. I'm not as into the Halloween party, although I think the just because I'm not a Halloween person, um, mm-hmm. although the costumes are fantastic. But the Christmas party really, like, it gets you excited about Christmas, especially if you go earlier in the season. And um, they're not crowded, generally. Even I've been to, you know, completely full ones, and they're not that bad, so... I do enjoy the uh, Christmas party more, but I enjoy the um, um, Mickey's Not So Scary parade better because of the oh, grave, yeah. grave diggers and the haunted horsemen, uh, headless yeah. horsemen. Um, you know, the Christmas parade is nice. Snow on Main Street, cool. Um, but I think the overall vibe with Christmas is is just more comforting. If if that's yeah. if you get well, that yeah. feeling from a theme park, the cool thing they've announced this year is that Tron Light Cycle Run will be using a virtual queue during the Very Merry Christmas Party event. So there will be a third queue distribution for those evenings. Okay, that's really Wonder, interesting. Are you, do you think they did that because they were worried that everybody would be over there in line? Quite possibly. Hmm. I just I don't know. After writing it, I feel like it's one of those rides that it's so intense like it's just i feel like there's not everybody's gonna want to do that all the time you know what i mean like right did you think it was intense because if you think it's intense i would imagine everyone does because you'll ride anything i do ride everything i mean i've rode a lot of stuff but but this um it's not that it was intense to me too much because like I don't know. It was okay. I just felt like the ride vehicle was challenging. So I can see a lot of people not being able to do it and have, yeah. and you don't want to wait for that back car. Um, Cause you'll be waiting for a while usually. Cause they have that, Is that one. the one that's more accommodating. Yeah. It's the one in the back that you can, they have like, I think it's every other train. Um, I guess you call it a train. I'm not sure, but every other ride vehicle thing has a, 
in the very back, it has a seat where you can sit and you don't have to straddle a bike and hunch forward. Cause that was the problem that we had was like the leaning forward part. It, it was a little uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a ride that I just feel like there's, it's limited. So I don't know. I think it's so new now that everybody's doing it, but I can see over time it not being as crazy. Well, I will tell you as the biggest roller coaster wuss out there that uh, Tron was amazing and I can't wait to ride it again. Okay. Whereas Guardians, thank you. I've done it once. I'm done. Oh, my gosh. You've lost your mind. But uh, let's talk more about Christmas. Okay. So is that all that's happening in uh, Magic Kingdom? I mean, pretty much that okay. I can see, unless you've heard of something that I'm not aware of. No, that's that's all I've heard. You know, our favorites are returning. And like uh, like Liza mentioned, we are getting a little dose of Frozen uh, that will uh, have a show in front of the castle. So that's, that's kind of exciting. That's new. Uh, so if you need a reason to go back, uh, maybe you want to see that new show. Because we are going to get the... Uh, what are they? The snowgies, the little, the little snow people. Yes, I saw that. Are, are going to be there, so that's fun. Uh, and you know, as usual, there are the uh, some of the other favorites are returning for the holidays. The Merry Menagerie animals will be returning to Animal Kingdom. Uh, Epcot's going to have their candlelight processional as well as their international festival of the holidays that will take place from November 24th through December 30th. And Disney Springs will bring their Christmas tree stroll back, and Santa will make appearances in all four parks, Disney Springs, and he'll be at a water park in his tropical holiday beachwear. So if you've ever wanted to see a jolly old fat man uh, in in a bathing suit, probably some, you know, longboard shorts or something, uh, Santa will be there. No red Speedos? No, no, that's... uh, That's that's, uh, I only wear those for special occasions. (laughs) But the other big holiday news for Disney this year is they've added a new after hours party over at Holiday Studios. And I think that Chris has some details on that. Okay, so I'm excited because Hollywood Studios is my favorite park in Walt Disney World. And I love the Christmas decorations there. I think they do the best job, especially now that we know uh, Christmas lights aren't coming back to the castle. I'm very disappointed. Um, So they're offering a Christmas party and that's going to be only 10 nights. It's going to be 8.30 to 12.30, so Liza, you'll have to, you know, turn into a pumpkin at midnight, and Aww. it starts November 11th, and it goes through December 20th, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. They're going to have a DJ playing music. There's going to be um, a little jazz lounge at Hollywood Brown Derby, um, but I think kind of the big thing is actually you're going to get to meet Kermit and Miss Piggy. So that'll be exciting. I'm, I can't wait to do this party if, if I can make it down. So. The big thing is the Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along. Yes. yes. So I guess that's is, – is that in the theater they're going to do that? I didn't see that part. No, that's at the courtyard of the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes it so much better because that's, that's so cool that they're doing it there. Yeah. Well, it looks like they also have special food. The price is $159 to $179 per person. And just like the uh, our Christmas party at Magic Kingdom, the price is going to go up the closer you get to the holidays, uh, to Christmas Day. Chris, they have a spicy Korean chicken on a mini funnel cake. Oh, that sounds really disgusting. I know, <laughs> but I would try it for science. <laughs> 
We need to try to go. If you and I can't meet up in October, then we should try to go to this. Maybe just kind of sneak down for the weekend or something. Oh, um, my gosh. I want to go so it sounds bad. Fun. I think this one will sell out. I think it'll sell out really oh, fast. Oh, sure. Like, you know, there's 10 nights. Yeah. I mean, like, usually we have clients and they really, really rush to book their Halloween and their Christmas party tickets. They don't really need to. I mean, maybe Halloween night, maybe the last Christmas party, but otherwise you're not really in a huge rush um, to get, you know, your tickets. But this. Um, and you, you know what I think is great is that Disney marketing machine is always working. And mm-hmm. these after hours events, both the the Jollywood nights and the very Merry Christmas party do never take place on the same night. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. You know, if you're it's in town for the very Merry trip. Christmas party, you might as well just go to Jollywood nights well. one evening, right? I mean, might as well. So it's tough, though, because like, you know, for a family like for us, for a family of five, you're looking at a thousand dollars for one night. That's a lot. I mean, granted, oh, you could go see. I don't know what Taylor Swift costs, but I know that I've had friends whose kids have gone and it's just insane what they paid. So I guess you could kind of look at it the same way. Um, well, I have a question. Do we yes. know that if is it your park ticket? Will it get you in at 4 p.m.? Without a regular ticket? I bet it will. No, 8.30 it says. It says 8.30 to 12.30. But, well, but that's the, always the advertised time. Yeah. And then they usually let you in early. I know Cheryl and I did an after-hours party at Hollywood Studios that was advertised as 9 to 1, and I think we were in at 5. Okay. Okay. That's how they did Pride Night like in Disneyland. You could do – it's it was 9 to 1, but you could get in at 6. Okay. Um, well, I would yeah. like to know that because that would be helpful. If if you if you didn't have to add that extra day or two on your ticket, I mean, maybe it would even out. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, I mean, it's an experience too. It's different. I mean, you don't do it on every trip. I think that my kids my kids haven't been to a Christmas party since 2019, but it was oh, really wow. fun. But they cocked out early, and I think they would even now. They just they never stay up late, so um, I mean, so you Kermit, have to kind of weigh that. Kermit and Piggy. I mean, it's I worth the night. I know. I oh, know. I'm so excited. I don't go. Well, I, and I got myself in trouble too because I was looking at Oogie Boogie tickets, and I'm like, oh my gosh, because everybody says that's better than our Halloween party. I say our because we're on the East Coast. They always say it's better than our Halloween party. Now I want to go. And I had a friend who went last year and she said it was amazing, but that's another one. It's hard to get tickets to. So maybe not. Oh yeah. Um, they sell out. That will definitely sell out. Yeah, definitely. So. Oh yeah. Right. And, and, you know, much like uh, magic kingdom, uh, Hollywood studios has opted to utilize a virtual queue for rise of the resistance on evenings oh. when they do have the Jollywood nights uh, oh, smart. party. Yeah. Yep. That's so. good. That's good. All right. So that takes us through most of what's going on in Florida. Uh, and of course, you know, Christmas is very big on the Disney cruise line and they have made some announcements for their very maritime cruises in 2023 uh, they have opted to include a new tree lighting ceremony on the sailings. Uh, and on the first night of all the sailings, uh, Mickey and guests will gather around a three-deck tall tree for a new lighting ceremony. Uh, Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy will invite guests to sing along with classic Hollywood tunes. Uh, and then they will introduce Santa Claus. 
they're also debuting a new Mickey and Minnie holiday party that is a deck party. And that features favorite Disney friends celebrating friendship, love, and family with uh, classic and original holiday songs during the holidays. Um, they've also announced that uh, they will debut their new holiday attire, which, of course, you know, Mickey and Minnie never – it's like Barbie. They never use the same outfit twice. You know, I think every year they've got to have a new a new holiday outfit. Uh, and they, they do look kind of funky. Um, so that's uh, – you know, that's what's coming to the cruise line. And of course, they've got some special merchandise like reindeer sippers uh, and collectible popcorn tins. But uh, that's always the case. You can't have a holiday without merchandise. So let me ask you a question. Have you done Christmas on a Disney ship? Like not the holiday, just itself, but just like that time of year. Mm, yes. Yes, we did it uh, two years ago. It is so fun. It like, is. It, again, it really gets you in the Christmas spirit. I we we were on the wish last Thanksgiving and we loved it. It was so nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um I would I would like to do actual Christmas on a cruise. I oh, think that wow. would that would be fun. It would be pricey because you know uh, with with you know yeah. tier pricing it gets a little expensive during the holidays, but um I I think it would be a great experience to uh, you know, have a Christmas meal uh, on on board the ship. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think it would be fun. We did that on the Dream, and mm-hmm. and I should preface this by saying it was 2021. They were kind of giving those cruises away. <laughs> right. We had just kind of gone back. The ship I think was maybe maybe 40 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids were very disappointed about not having gifts under the tree on Christmas morning. I mean, we opened gifts ahead of time we brought some on the ship but they were kind of like i don't know they want to be home on christmas day yeah i loved it because i love not having to cook on those days because like my christmases for years have just been me in the kitchen looking out and everybody else doing things that are fun right so it's it's a very delicate balance between wanting to spend holidays like in the excitement of a cruise Mm -hmm. and having the rest of your family hate you yeah. Because, you know, you're you're not at Aunt Esther's house where you usually go yes. and, yeah. you know, your your nieces didn't get the usual gifts from you and, you know, and, and they kind of look forward to it. So it, it does kind of disrupt the holidays. But I think as adults, like I wouldn't yeah. want to bring little kids um, no. or kids who are expecting a tree and gifts and, you know, that excitement is there. But, you know, what? now that we're kind of almost empty nesters, uh, it might be fun to do maybe not Christmas, but maybe like a. A minor holiday like Thanksgiving or something on the or on the New ship. Year's. New Year's would be really fun, I think. I don't think I've been on a ship for New Year's. Which New Year's so. Eve is Cheryl's birthday, so that that oh, works out well. Yeah, you need to do that. You know, what? I feel like, and and I I wouldn't mind opening up this conversation because I know you follow the cruise stuff. I feel like it's going to get really really interesting when that new ship comes along. Yeah, like so many itineraries, so many options. I did look at. I, I guess they're changing the fantasy around a tiny bit because everybody knows the treasure is going to go out of Canaveral, right? Right. I don't, so, and it's a seven night. I think that's the assumption. I've seen that the fantasy, because I looked, because a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, I'm really not really keen on these larger, these newer Disney ships, but she likes a seven night. And I, I looked and I'm like, you know, it looks like they've got a couple three, they've got a six, they've got a bunch of sevens. I wonder if they're going to keep that up. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I sort of like right. that idea. Yeah. I mean, the, the but, other thing you need but, to think of is even though you've got the treasure and the new 
unnamed ship that's headed towards Asia uh, coming on board, you would assume that at some point, and you don't really want to talk about it now because DCL is celebrating, you know, they're in the midst of celebrating yeah. their 25th year. You don't really want to talk about it during the celebration, but at some point you've got to start to talk about, you know, the, the magic and the wonder being retired. Um, they're 25 years old. There's a whole bunch of shipyards that will dismantle them. A lot of them are over in India where they just mm-hmm. drive the ship right up onto the beach and they beach it. And then they just start ripping them apart. And it's, it's very sad because, you know, these ships, you know, a, a year ago they were in all their glory. They were freshly painted. Next yeah. thing you know, they're just stuck on some sandbar uh, and, and, you know, the paint's fading and they're just being ripped apart for scrap metal. That I would have that emotional of a reaction, but I can see what you're saying if you have a lot of memories on those ships and stuff, you know. Right, right. You know, like we look at Royal Caribbean or you know Carnival or something like that, and they just have like the agents always get overwhelmed. They're like, oh my gosh, there's so many Royal Caribbean ships, right? And I know you and Cheryl have been venturing into that territory a little bit. So many ships. I don't know that Disney can support. What are we looking at now? Five, six. Seven, eight, nine? Seven. Seven? Okay, so you're right. Three, But that Asian one, because they're going to have another new one after the treasure, right? Right. There's another new one after the treasure, and then we have that, that ship that's destined for Asia that's like 90% built already. So like eight ships when they're right. all done? Right. That's a, a lot. I don't, I don't, you know, I love DCL. I don't know that I can see DCL being able to accommodate that many ships. No, which is which is why I say it, which is why I say at some point you've got to retire the two other ships. Um, You know, unfortunately, they do have a lower guest capacity. uh, And Mm -hmm. and I think that the the newer ships, you know, can handle the 4000 people uh, Mm -hmm. versus the twenty five hundred for the other uh, the the two original ships. Um, And and, you know, they're doing these ships over these sailings over to Australia and New Zealand. Um, those are kind of, uh, you know, that that's being worked into the rotation. So they're, they're kind of working their way into some new areas. You know, I, I think they could support it, uh, but I think it's easier to do with a smaller fleet. And like I said, mm-hmm. th- those ships are just old. Um, yeah. I, I don't like some of the changes, you know, we've talked about the wish and, and some of the modifications to the layout that, that work and that don't work. Um, the magic and the wonder, you know, were the first ships. There were some things that were nice. There were some things that weren't so nice. It's just that they're so quaint. It, it's kind of like for me, uh, if you were if you were going to tell me that they were going to demolish Main Street and, and rebuild yeah. it, you know, in Disneyland. Yeah. Um, because those, you know, the the wonder was my first ship. And and I have an emotional attachment to that. And yeah, that, that's. Course. You know, that's what Disney does is they, they they build emotions into your vacations and it it's you know, it's the emotions, it's the memories. It's, you know, I was going through baby pictures for Lily and, and there was a picture of her like talking on the phone as a toddler on one of the ships. And, you know, I can remember that moment and, yeah. you know, knowing that those ships are, are one day going to be turned into razor blades. Um, it, it just it saddens me a little bit, but that's progress, right? Yeah, that's what they say on Carousel of Progress. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, when are you going on your Hawaiian cruise? Uh, the Hawaiian, Hawaiian cruise is the first and second week of August. Oh, okay. All right, that'll be exciting. You'll yeah, have very, to like, do a little show on that and let us know what the differences are. And um, popping into Aulani for an, a day or two. 
Oh, good for you. Good for you. I, I'm really interested in hearing what you think about it because I had like so many weird feelings about it. Like I love the resort, the people were wonderful. And then the pool. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know okay. what you think. Okay. So, well, okay. you know, as is our usual course, we've, we've diverged a little bit off topic. Uh, yes. Totally and, uh, and we were talking about the holidays and I believe that there is some news about the, the holidays out in Disneyland. Last fall, I we had an agency meetup that was a lot of fun, and it was out in Disneyland. And while we were out there, Oogie Boogie Bash was going on. I think a couple of our agents had tickets to go. I didn't get tickets. I was too cheap. My goal this year, more than the Jollywood, you know, party, which I think looks amazing at Hollywood Studios, my goal is to do Oogie Boogie Bash. So I really want to go. But over the Jollywood... Oh, I think so. Yeah, because I mean, I love Christmas. I will do anything Christmas anytime, but this looks fun. And I'm saying that as a non-Halloween person because we were walking around as they were closing the park on the Oogie Boogie night and it looked amazing. They had all the lights out. I mean, they did a great job. Yeah. I mean, it did look good, but I would do the other one first. But I will say this. Cars Land and Halloween is the best. Yeah, it they, is. It really so is. good. They do so, such a good job decorating that. They really do. So we'll have to see. It, it says September 5th is when it starts, and it's only 25 nights. That's oh. a lot. I think that's more than last year. Yeah, their their overall their overall holiday season, which encompasses both Halloween and Christmas, uh, begins on mm-hmm. September 1st. So they do have okay. a lot of stuff uh, oh. centered around Halloween uh, over at California Adventure from September 1st to November 2nd. You can take place in a musical celebration of Coco, uh, as well as uh, enjoy the Plaza de la Familia, which is a cultural experience celebrating the Dia de los Muertos. Uh, Chris mentioned the Oogie Boogie Bash. Beginning September 1st, the Haunted Mansion gets its Haunted Mansion overlay. So that kind of straddles both Christmas and uh, Halloween uh, because it is the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So you've got a lot of Jack Skellington. You've got some Halloween components. You've got some Christmas components. And and the uh, mansion gets transformed uh, in mid-August. They usually shut it down for a couple of weeks. So that's exciting. I don't know how I feel about that. I've not seen the... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. <gasps> it's so good. Is it? It's amazing. It's so good. You haven't seen it? You've got to go. I, I will tell you, the first time I went in there, I, I had gone after Christmas. That was the first time I'd ever gone to, like, any holiday stuff at Disneyland. And mm-hmm. it was, like, um, I think it was the day before, like, December 30th. I'll never forget it. And um, the person I was with said, oh, yeah, you'll like this. It's decorated. And I thought, oh, okay. And I saw the outside, and I thought oh that's it right and then we get inside and i'm like holy cow it's amazing i won't spoil it for anyone but it is fantastic you have to go and it's funny because i was um on the ride the other day and you know you come out of the corner and you see oogie boogie and i'm like but he wasn't there because it's not christmas yeah and i said to my kid i'm like oh 
where's Oogie Boogie? You know, because it's so cute. It's adorable. It's so good. And I'll say this too. I did read on the website that the admission to the after hours event, it is in California Adventure Park and you can get in three hours prior to the party beginning. And you also get unlimited Disney photo pass digital downloads from the party included with your ticket which we all know some people would like that. Oh, yeah, that is that is the case with Jollywood Nights as well, uh, free photo pass. Oh, wow. So. That's, a good, that's good. I mean, it's nice that they would put that in there. Yeah, that is a nice bonus. Yeah, because there's a lot, there's usually a lot more character meet and greets at these parties. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They do nice. a really good job with characters out there. I mean, and I feel like, you know, because they don't have Matildors, so that's one, you know, so that's, there's no, like, escape, right? You know, they're, like, right there in the open. And it's so fun. And I think because the park is a little more laid back, they're really, you know, there's a lot of interaction and stuff. And um, we saw Mulan just walking around. It was just the cutest thing. She had the little dragon with her. I can't remember his name. Um, Mushu? Yeah, Mushu. Um, and she just interacted with everybody, and that's how they were doing their character meet and greets at that party. They they didn't have like a lot where you just got in line, so it's totally different than the way they do it in World, you know, where you're having a line. That's all you're, you know. There's no getting around that. So you know, that's that's one thing I enjoyed about California is I, I refer to them as free range characters. Um, because yes. they're just, you know, they just kind of walk around, uh, you know, Fantasyland. You could see Alice and the Mad Hatter just kind of like skipping through Fantasyland. Um, and uh, Disney World has actually started that with Stitch, uh, where mm-hmm. Stitch Stitch is now going around Tomorrowland, uh, causing some crazy antics, you know, interacting with people, letting him letting people take selfies. It's not a meet and greet, so he won't stop and actually take pictures with you, um, but he had previously been kind of relegated to the stage area in Tomorrowland um, and doing a meet and greet there. But now he's he's interacting with folks walking around Tomorrowland. So I, I thought that that was kind of interesting. The Small World Holiday is also back. And if you've never seen the Small World overlay, it is amazing. The outside of the ride is all lit up it's gorgeous the inside even the song's a little different so it's not the same repetitive song it's a different repetitive song with a little (laughs) twist but you know there's small worlds a lot more involved and it's like i think it's a solid like three minutes longer i don't know but it's worth it i remember the first time i wrote it um during the holidays i had no idea that it was even a thing. All volunteers, which is really fun. Like the people who decorate it are volunteers. Same with Honda Mansion, which I kind of love. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, so, who would want to volunteer to do chunky? I look? know. I know, right? My favorite thing about the Small World Overlay Christmas Overlay is that I am at the top of the naughty list, and that hasn't changed since the first time I went in 2012. I I just am very proud of that. So. I don't know why they don't put Liza on there. It's just not as common, right? I mean, yeah, this is pretty common. It's gender neutral. I I hear my name screamed all over the park anyway. Like whenever I'm there, I'm always like jerking my head, thinking I'm getting in trouble <laughs> for something. It's like the most common name. 
Well, I never can find a keychain. Oh, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I'm going to get you one for Christmas. Can you mark my words? I'm going to find one for you. Good luck. Well, your name and glitter. Liza, we all know that you are an angel. Thank yes. you. You yes. would never, you would never make the naughty list. Mm-mm. Probably not. But... Oh, please. She's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, Liza, Liza really is kind of a say. Like, Liza's like such a solid person. Like, people don't know that about you, but you're very. Let's hip everyone to the fact that Liza is a solid person. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's just like never like. Like, I will do things, and Liza will be like, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, you, Liza, you know what I mean. Like, I'll buy, I'll buy stuff, and you'll be like, hmm. I mean, she just, she's very practical. Well, I have I'm to not. be. I'm not, yes, I can't not true. be practical. I, like, I, by default, I have to be. Yes, I have sure. no other option. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> There's no option for me. <laughs> it's okay, though. I, I'm okay. Yes. I will take a solid. It's better than being Yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. Flighty, lady. Um, All right. Well, that that is a perfect spot to wrap our show up. Liza is solid. Uh, wait. Anyway. OK, so Liza and I were talking the other day and Liza said, you know, what would be fun to do a show on what we would put in some of the empty spaces that we see when we're walking around Disney World. And I thought that's brilliant. So we don't we're, we're not turning it into a show. We're going to do like a little roundtable que- question like so like. Let's start with you, Liza, because you had the you had the idea. What well, would you replace a space with? Okay. Well, when I when I thought about this idea, I thought of the Voyage of the Little Mermaid because that whole area with the Star Wars what was it called? The Star Wars launch bay. It's, Launch the bay? launch bay, which is really nothing back there, but like yeah. a meet and greet occasionally and art, concept art, you know, and then that's it. And it's just a big nothing over there. So I last time I went to Disney, I was walking back there and I thought they need to do something here. And um, I thought of a couple of ideas. One of them was um, possibly like, you know, they do these elaborate stage shows in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do like an Encanto one where they can have Ooh. like a big set and the house is always changing and things are just flipping and changing. And they can do a lot with that because that's a that's a property that they haven't really done too, too much on. Um you could also do uh, Statler and Waldorf the ride where they're insulting you as you go along in the ride. <laughs> they're just like popping out. These old that would men. be so good. It would be That'd good be with old, old Muppets only. Mm-hmm. Golden Girl Muppets. <laughs> old Muppets. I don't know. I thought that would be funny. And um, But yeah, I, I, th- I really do think though, because I mean, Statler and Waldorf the ride would only appeal to me. <laughs> But but the Encanto stage show, that, that's really what I think they should do, something like that. Or, I mean, Moana, they're doing that thing over there. But, I mean, I don't know. They need a ride for that. But the stage show, that'd be good. That's my idea. I think they should do a big thing, and they can make the whole area really pretty and base it on that, have Bruno pop out. They could do they could do uh, flash mobs where people cast members come out and dance like to music. That'd be kind of fun. No, I, I think that would be interesting. It would be fun. It would be something different because right now it's just a nothing. There's a little tiny little store right there 
and then that's it. There, yeah, it's so weird. It's a pretty big piece of real estate, you know, it for a theme park. Really is a big yeah. piece of real estate. They could do a lot there. There's a lot. So, what do you guys think? Okay, I'm gonna go with Tony. What would yep. you do, Tony? That works. I'm still thinking, so go go ahead. I defer okay. to you. So mine is a hotel, and I whoa. I there's yes, but a small little boutique hotel. So whoa. my dream is a, and this is in Disney World, obviously, but over at Universal they have this whole area. Um, the Sinbad area. Has anyone ever been back there no, in Universal Park? Never. It's just like it's dry. People go back there and smoke. They just sit down and roast <laughs> in this. It is so depressing. And people really do smoke back there. Like, oh, I'm you can't sure walk they do. That. Yeah, I'm it's like a big sure smoking area. It's like a whole, like, and nobody comes up there. No team members are like, hey, get out of here. It's just a thing. I think you should put a Harry Potter-themed hotel there. I think it would be brilliant. However, we're not talking about Universal right now. So I, I like the same idea. Do you know how in Disneyland, like, above um, uh, Pirates, they have that, that have that apartment and you can yes. stay in it. But I, no. I don't know the rules behind it or whatever, but apparently is it there's Club an apartment 33, though? No, Club 33 is in New Orleans Square. In New Orleans Square. Yeah. But there's an apartment. It's, you know, and maybe they switched that out. Maybe it's gone now and they put that really, like, $16,000 dinner in there, I think. Which we Aww. had an agent go to that, by the way. So I think something like that in Disney World, either in the Magic Kingdom or in Hollywood, you know, you have a couple... Magic Kingdom doesn't have as much empty space. But in Hollywood Studios, you know, you're right. Like that Launch Bay area, you could put a small boutique hotel there and it would be amazing. And you'd have direct access to the park. And it would just kind of be magical. You could do all kinds of fun things. Or you could go over to the Star Cruiser and re-theme that as just a hotel. That's like something like a Star Wars hotel or a Guardians. That's my dream. Um, I've already mentioned my uh, mm-hmm. Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt pillow that I would have to decorate with life-size naturally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, <laughs> Extra yes. stuffing. Thanks. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, well, Chris Pratt says weight changes all the time, so <laughs> don't get me started. Anyway, um, so yeah, so like I would, I would want a hotel somewhere. I would want a small boutique hotel that is ridiculously expensive. It's like a bucket list kind of thing. Um, and they would they would fill it because, you know, and it, it wouldn't have to have that intense theming that the Star Cruiser had or, you know, anything like that. But something like really, really, really deeply themed, um, but without maybe the character interact. Well, you can have characters, but maybe so, not like on the level. Sorry, go ahead. So let, let me... Uh pose this question to you do you think that if the galactic star cruiser was not a a live role-playing type experience do you think if it was just a resort it would have fared better i think so because it would have cost less and and been yeah i mean like like i sent someone and she listens to the show thank you for for trusting us to book your trip i sent someone short notice i mean it was a friday they, you know, they opened up bookings after they announced they were going to close. It was a Friday. She came from Texas um, with her and her two kids. It was $6,500. And they weren't in a special room. It wasn't like they booked a suite. That's just a ton of money for most. Most people aren't going to do that. Um, right. But if you had done a hotel, plus also for me personally, the, you know, and you guys went. Um, Disney was really kind. They sent us and we sent four agents. 
you guys went, I, the role playing did not interest me at all. I would have been like, whatever, you know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that property. Because if, yeah. you, if you look at the building from the outside, you can't just turn it into a resort because it, it has no functionality on the outside. There, there's no right. aesthetic value to it. Um, it doesn't look like a a star cruiser that has landed, you know, in Florida. And if you want to yeah. turn it into a resort, I think you've then got to pay money to reimagine the exterior of the building so that it looks like the star cruiser that it's supposed to be. Because if right. you drive by, it just looks like a very utilitarian building. It it yeah. doesn't look mm-hmm. like a star cruiser. Um, if you look at the the floor plan, the floor plan, of course, looks like a star cruiser. Um, but you know, externally that that's not what you're getting. So, um, unfortunately this is a $300 million write-off for the Disney company, mm-hmm. uh, for over the next two physical quarters. Um, so I don't, I think if they're taking the write-off, they can't even turn the resort into anything, uh, because mm-hmm. they're just, they're writing it all off. Um, so that would mean they just get rid of it all together. Possibly. Oh. I, I don't know, you know, I'm not a financial guy. Um, but with a write-off, I don't think you can say, oh, we're writing it off, but we're going to turn this into a room. And, and what are you going to do with a hundred room resort? You know, yeah. is it going to be a capacity every night? We thought, we thought Galactic Star Cruiser had at least a couple of years that it would be a capacity yeah, before excitement wore we off. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I remember talking about it with everyone and everyone thought, oh yeah, this is going to be like super popular. I still say that the influencers they sent in there were not the people to send because Mm -hmm. I feel like they went in a lot of them weren't Disney people they weren't Star Wars fans they were like makeup bloggers or whatever and there was a lot of like oh this is nice take a picture and they're done I feel like they could have done a little bit better job of maybe marketing it frankly they should have sent um travel agents in from in the beginning, because even the top right. platinum and diamond level agencies didn't go until it had been open for three or four months. And then they started sending, you know, our agency levels. And um, I feel like, like, because travel agents are the ones who are going to promote it, right? Because they want to book it, obviously. But also they all, you're not, you are not doing this job if you don't love Disney, um, so I think that was a mistake. I think at least right. some agency should have been pushed through, not pushed through, but given the opportunity to do it, to talk to their clients about it, because nobody had a good idea of what it was. And I'll tell you, um, you know, Liz, Liz is a mutual friend of all of ours. Um, right. Liz said she, cause she went and did it a second time before they, you know, before she couldn't anymore. And, um, she said, you know, what's wrong with this? is it's really hard to convey to people how good it is until you've done it. And most people haven't done it. And most people don't have the money. And then if you're conveying how good it is, you're also giving away spoilers. So I I don't know. None of us thought it would be in this position. We were shocked. So no, I I think, you know, a lot of what you said is right. And unfortunately none of those thoughts were there 18 months ago, you know, on the Disney side. Um, and, And I think they would have, been better served if they you know had added you 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 do galactic star cruiser and then throw people a bone at the end you know give them a discount on another five days after the fact um so that maybe that that 
you know, that doesn't hit you in the pocketbook for the full cost of the experience. And then you're going to another resort because, you know, who goes to Disney for two days, really? You know, nobody. Um, So take a little off the back end, charge what you want for the Star Cruiser, but give people a 50% discount, you know, after the fact. So that you're not going so that you're not going to, you know, uh, the poly for six hundred dollars a night. You're getting it for three hundred, you know, make them feel like they're getting something. And that's that's not what we got. So that's really Uh, key. The ticket thing really made a lot of people mad because we talked to clients and they said, we didn't get a ticket after this. We've got a whole day. Right. And, and, you know, they could have given us a ticket. You know, I, I, I agree. There were lots of things that were not done the way that maybe well of course we're like in hindsight right right we're not in the planning i i my dream would be to be like a little listening in on some of these meetings because i will say we we got to have a presentation at earmark like a couple years ago from the um one of the imagineers on it and she was very she was amazing first of all and she was she made me want to go right and extremely passionate so i know they know what they're doing it's just the, the way it worked out, just I think, it, like you said, throw a bone afterward. It's a lot of money. Right. So. Oh, well, that's why I just think it's funny that you you are advocating for a themed Harry Potter type resort when. Oh, I think it would be fun. Yeah, I, I think that would we be all fun. thought a Star Wars resort would be fun, you know, and a Harry Potter it's resort sweet. might be fun until they come out and they say it's six thousand dollars for two days. So that's why you don't do that. And you also, so the reason that, that the Star Cruiser is so expensive is you have so many actors, you have all this free food and whatever, and there's a lot going into it. I mean, you're paying, um, I, I don't, equity actors, you're paying equity actors to work in this thing. So you're paying them a lot of money. There's a lot involved in keeping it up and everything. So to me, that's the difference. Like if you just had a themed hotel, like a very richly themed, beautiful hotel, and you've seen what kind of job they can do over at, you know, Diagon Alley or phenomenal. So I think if you have that kind of theming in a hotel, I think you're booking that. I think you're booking it every night. I really do. And it's such a waste of space over there. I mean, it's really very sad. All right. Universal needs to call me. I'm I'm available <laughs> for consult. Five hundred dollars an hour. There you go. So, uh, Tony, you have one. Um, you know, I, I, you guys, you guys had the opportunity to talk about this a couple of days ago, so you know, obviously, you've thought about it already. Yes. Uh, and you kind of sprung it on me just as we were getting ready to record the show. That's how spiteful we are, Tony. I, I know. I know. The only uh, thing I can think of is Dino Land USA. You know, that they knocked down the primeval world. Um, it's a giant empty lot there right now. Yeah. Dino Land can use something, anything. Um, you know, Dinosaur, I think, is a great ride. Uh, but that mm. whole that whole Dino Land just it, it needs it needs some love. The carnival games aren't cutting it. No, they need to go. That is such a rip off. So the question is, do you take out all of Dino Land USA and yes. replace it? Yes, immediately. All right. <laughs> I don't like Dinosaur the Ride. The only thing good about that ride is that Felicia Rashad is in it. That's it. And Hodges from CSI. I don't know who that is, but I oh. know Felicia Rashad, and I love her. She's not playing games. I like her. All right. 
but that's the only thing I like. And I had to write it the last time. I've never seen any of the dinosaurs hardly because I closed my eyes the whole time. Oh, Liza. I'm scared of it. I don't like it. It's too dark in there and things are snarling. And I know they're plastic, but it's still scary to me. I don't like it. I don't like dinosaurs, though. I'm so <laughs> glad that they're gone. So many people hate that ride. Well, I, don't like I, it. I think it's a great ride. There was like a little six-year-old next to me laughing at me the last time I wrote it. With good reason. I know. And then the picture, the six-year-old's like smiling and looking at the dinosaur that apparently pops out at you. And I'm not even, my head is completely down. You never see my face in this picture. <laughs> I hate that stupid ride. I don't know what they would put there, Tony. But you know what? They need to do something I feel like that Moana walkthrough attraction or any kind of a Moana thing, I thought it would have been better either at Animal Kingdom or like at studios or something. I just don't think it belongs in Epcot in the entrance of Epcot. I still have a problem with that. To me, that's weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make much sense, but it's happening, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Apparently so. I just don't like that. But but I think um, the Dino Land, it's... They have to keep trilobites though because that those nachos are good. <laughs> they got to keep that. But I'm sorry, Liza, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> no. You can have trilobites <laughs> or Dino Land. No, I need. But like, okay, well they can rename trilobite to like Moana bites. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and trilobites has not been good since it stopped being a McDonald's French fry stand. No, you have you had the buffalo chicken nachos? No, and I never will. You don't eat spicy food, right? No, I like I like spicy food. I, oh, you know. And well, it's buffalo chicken chips, but it's like buffalo sauce oh, and chicken. So they're they're good. They're tangy. They're really good. I think well, we I will try them next time I'm there. No, you won't. You're yeah. lying. No, I promise. He's totally oh, okay. Lying. I need I, footage. I promise because it's part of the show now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's part of the wrap-up, which makes it a good time to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. And if we've intrigued you about going to Disney during the holidays, let Chris and her team plan your family's holiday vacation. You can find us across all of the socials, or most of the socials. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris and Liza, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.